All right, buckle up. Can I have about an hour and 45 minutes of your time this morning? Hmm, that went over well. I just won't even ask for it. Good way to look at it. Nobody said no. This morning, if you've got your Bibles, we're going to continue in the Ruach series, and we're going to go into 2 Samuel this morning, chapter 5. I'm going to start at verse 17. I'm going to read through 25, um, just to give you the account, and then we're going to break this open a little bit and see what God's got for us this morning. Ready? Are y'all okay? Why y'all get so quiet? Y'all make me so nervous. I'm going to start calling y'all out now. I'm going to start bringing you up and have you read scripture. And I'm going to have you start giving some dissertations and some. Chapter 5, verse 17. Here we go. Now when the Philistines heard that they had anointed David king over Israel, all the Philistines went up to search for David. I could preach probably just on that for an hour. And David heard of it, and he went down to the stronghold. The Philistines also went and deployed themselves into the valley of Rephim. So David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I go up against the Philistines? Will you deliver them into my hand? And the Lord said to David, Go up, for I will doubtless... How many of you are excited that you serve a doubtless God? He said, I will doubtless deliver the Philistines into your hand. So David went to Baal-perazim, and David defeated them there. And he said, the Lord has broken through my enemies before me like a breakthrough of water. Therefore, he called the name of that place Baal-perazim. And they left their images there, and David and his men carried them away. Then the Philistines went up once again and deployed themselves into the valley of Rephim. Therefore David inquired of the Lord, and he said, So basically David asked God again, and God said, You shall not go up. Circle around behind them and come upon them in the front of the mulberry trees. And it shall be when you hear the sound of marching on the top of the mulberry trees, then you shall advance quickly. For then the Lord will go out before you to strike the camp of the Philistines. And David did so as the Lord commanded him. And he drove back the Philistines from Geba as far as Gezer. This morning we're just going to talk about a topic, winds of permission. You know, it's uh, when we sit and look at Rephim and not really knowing what that is and, and what's actually going on there, a lot of culture would actually deem this as a land of giants. So this would be a place that the Philistines has overtaken once before. And now they're in control of Rephim. And this was the land of giants. So we're not talking about 
This isn't some small enemy that's came and this is what David's facing. They're coming against an army that can defeat giants. And they have shown this and they have proven this and they've taken over the land. And this is why they go there to fight. How many of us have ever faced someone or something, a circumstance, a situation in our life that's bigger than we are? You ever been there? I mean, how many of us have just uh, buckled up and tightened the boost laces and went headstrong right into the middle of it? And, well, maybe it didn't work out so well for us. Or, how about this? This is not the first time that David has faced the Philistines. In fact, it's not the first time that he's faced the Philistines in Rephaim. The first time he went in, he said that the Lord drove them out. They, let, they, they ran, tails tucked, left their idols, left everything they had, and they took off. Now here they come back. Have you ever had a problem or a circumstance raise its head on you more than once? It's going to be rough this morning. Going back again and again. Okay, I'll bring it right down here. How many of you have argued with your spouses about the same thing four and five and six times? And you say, haven't we done that? I've gone over this. This is the woman talking. I've gone over this with you once before. Come on, men. That was a good spot for you to say amen and not get in trouble. I was just amen in the pastor. That'd give you that give you an out. But we we go back and, and, and we go against these types of fights over and over and over again. We found that the first time it was okay, and we felt like we could walk away from that fight feeling victorious. And in most cases, some of us were victorious. We crushed it. Good for you. We rocked it. But there was something that David did that many of us don't do. David, David, was, David was very well known of inquiring of the Lord. David hardly ever done things where he did not inquire of the Lord until he started peeping over the fences and stuff and looking at women. Or killing a man. That's in the Bible. Never mind. But we're talking about David inquiring of the Lord. David went to God and said, God, do I go up and fight? And he said, go get them. I'll deliver them into your hands. See, I wonder how many of us even ask God if we should fight. I wonder how many of us are fighting battles that we probably have absolutely. Men, you better listen. Fighting battles, you're not going to win. Come on, men. I'm talking about fighting with your wife. Come on. They, you might as well forget it. You're not going to win, right or wrong. You're not going to win. You're going to have to lay that over into the Lord's lap. Ask me how I know. Glad you asked. I've been there. 
Man, when the Lord called me and Debbie into, into ministry and it was all about this one little church and I'm going and I'm spending three days with God shut up, locked up in my house because I wanted to hear God's call on my life, not everybody else's. Everybody's got something they want you to do or they think that you should be doing, but yet they aren't. I just, never mind. And the wife comes home after a great weekend with the kids. And I said, we're going to Charlottesville, baby. She said, no, we ain't. I said, woman, I'll just come off the mountain. You know, <laughs> I just, I've been with God for three days. And you're going to tell me, we, now we going. She says, no, we ain't going. I leaned over and I kissed her on the head. And I said, all right, Sarah, you need to become more like Sarah. And I turned and I was walking down the hallway and I said, God, if it's going to happen, you're going to fix it because I can't. We didn't argue about it. Listen, I was asking a lot of a woman. We were going to have to uproot friends, family, good jobs, health benefits, the whole deal. We got a sick daughter. We're having to deal with all of this. And she said, mm -mm. Because common sense would have said, you crazy. And she, in fact, she did say that. But we went anyway. I inquired of the Lord. And I said, you fix it. And three days later, me and I'm trying to help you right now. You better be paying attention. I'm trying to help you. Three days later, she came to me. After daddy had said, and she looked at me and she went, are you ready? I said, ready for what? She said, I guess we're leaving. Okay, cool. So that fight was over. I ain't have to fight with that. I let the Lord fight that. Some of y'all are fighting battles. You ain't got no business. You should have retreated. Instead, you decided to stand your ground. Men, Run. Might want to go work out in the gym. Get your stamina up so that you can run far and fast. But here's David. David is looking at, a, at an army that has already came down once before. And God gave it into his hands and he, he smoked them. Now it's the same army in the same place. Let me, let me rewind just a couple of blocks back here. Boy, isn't that just like God, though? Isn't, or isn't that just like the enemy? When he knows that God has done something in favor of the kingdom, the enemy shows his face. David was just anointed king. And the enemy said, we're going back again, boys. Right when you think God's blessed your life, right when you think the illness is broke, right when you think the miracle has took place, right when you think... And here comes the enemy again. See, common sense would throw it in your head. Well, I've already beat your tail once. See, if any of you, I don't know if y'all, well, most of y'all, you probably ain't a bunch of saved people. You ever been in a fight? Smoked somebody before, right? Smoked them. And they bring it back to you. And you went in 
I've been here before, right? And you go to do this, and the next thing, man, it felt like bumblebees upside your head. That dude wiped you up. You're going, whoa. That's how many of us fight our battles, the repeat battles. The ones you might have won last week may face again this week. But if you go in with the same warring strategy of last week, who's to tell you that the one that you're about to war against the second time didn't take the first butt whooping and went home and re-strategized themselves? And they said, you know what? Instead of me coming at you like this, I'm going to come at you South Pole. Are y'all, with, are y'all even with me? Apparently, y'all have never had this before. Apparently, you've gone in and just wiped out all your battles all by yourself every time they show up. I applaud you. I'm going to preach to me now because I've yet to do it. I go in the second time and I jump out feet first, ready to go. Pop! What happened? I done done been down that road. Okay, all right. See, y'all thinking too much physical stuff. I'm talking about temptations. Have you, you've defeated the temptation. You defeated the temptation of pornography once. Guess what? It popped back up again. And you say, well, the last time I just looked away and scrolled. So you look away and you scroll and you look back and it's there again. Caught you off guard. And now you go, well... Stop trying to be all religious. You better pay attention. If you think for one second that you defeat the enemy one time, that he ain't coming back to you again the second time. If he thinks that's for one, if there is one crack in your armor, if there's a possibility for one arrow to penetrate one small opening, he's coming and he'll shoot as many times as he's got to shoot in order to penetrate what you don't have guarded. I mean, what's wrong? We think we've got this thing under wraps, and we're trying to fight things off on our own, with our own understanding. (laughs) And David said, All right, I know we smoked them a lot. I could probably hear the armies. They probably already suited up, ready to roll. Come on, we just spanked them once before. Let's go again. Let's give it to them a second time. David puts the brakes on a minute and goes talks to Daddy. And Daddy said, okay, hang out a second because I want you to go around them. See, they probably ready for you this time. They got, they have ambushes in place for you this time. He's going to catch you when you're not ready <laughs> this time. Men, your wife ain't going to be with you this time. Women, your husband's not going to see this time. 
Am I still talking to y'all? I feel like I'm in a soundproof bubble. We took care of it last year. We got away with it last year. I got away with it once. I can get away with it again. After all, y'all see some of them reels on Facebook? They'll never know. I love watching the ones with the carpenters and stuff. And they just, they plug holes with stupid stuff and just, you know, pssst, they'll never know. <laughs> I mean, they'll zip tie two by fours that are broke on a truss. Zip, they'll never know. <laughs> I mean, it's just stuff like that that people just won't never know. <laughs> Until they do. Isn't that what happens with us? See, nobody knows that you live in sin until they do. Nobody, nobody knows... That you're struggling with something until they do. Man, we all have weak spots in our armor. There's not one of you right now that can walk through the fiery darts of the enemy and get away with it. He's got your number, he knows your weakness. See, there's one thing that I have learned. The enemy cannot tempt me on something I don't desire. Like right now? Oh. Ooh, food. Huh. What a temptation. I... <clears throat> Ice cream. Stop. And sometimes, get behind me, Satan. Sometimes. <laughs> he knows how to get you. And see, it's just, we're thinking that the enemy is moving in for the kill immediately. How many of you know that he understands scripture? He also understands this verse. As long as this earth shall endure, seed, time, and harvest. All he's trying to do is plant a seed. He knows you're not going to fall for it this time. But if I just plant a seed, I, see, he's not, even, he's not even exerting his energy. He just said, I'm going to walk by, I'm just going to drop a seed, because I know what you're desiring. I know... So I'm going to drop a seed. I'll go back and get him. And I'm going to get him after that seed has taken root. So now I'm going to go over here and now I'm going to spend a little more time here. i water that seed. Talk to him a little bit. Hey, you remember when? Y'all must be good, man. I get caught 
I'm going, really? <laughs> I got to go down the street and preach myself in the truck. You just fell for that? You just let someone anger you to the point where you give outburst? You, you just... Then I have altar call. I play praise and worship music. I have altar call. And then I do the religious repent. God, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. And then everything's good. I'm joking. I recognize where I was wrong. And I say, God, I need your help. Man. I didn't get broke down again. This is what I mean by that relationship, man. Because, you know, he has never jumped on me and said, dude, I done told you, and I'm tired of telling you, and you got exactly what you deserve. And blah. I don't ever have to hear that from him. I only hear that from you. And I know a scripture. If anyone be in Christ, it's now a new creation, right? I don't have to worry about your condemnation on me. His grace is sufficient over my life. I don't have to have your approval. I have his winds of permission. See, I get to move through my life based on how he wants me to move through my life. Not you. And guess what? I'm going to move wrong. I'm going to do the wrong thing at the wrong time, and it's going to cost me. Right now, I feel a little tight, so I'm going to do it this way. I need some help. You're going to do the wrong thing at the wrong time, and it's going to hurt. Now it makes me feel better. Now that I know somebody else could do something as stupid as me. Y'all just don't think it will happen. I'm telling you, it will happen. And it happens in the very areas that you don't ever see it happening. Most cases, it's the same place. <laughs> Could you imagine what would have happened if David would have said, hey, we're going, they're coming back down. Boys, let's go. Boy, don't you know that would have been a bad day in Rephaim. That's what God's trying to get us to understand is the things that we face in life. Just because you win today doesn't mean it sets you up for a win tomorrow. Man, I used to run track. And I'd get out there and I'd get to smoke with some of them boys. These little low legs used to move. And then I started bringing some stuff and then my legs said, I'm done with you, man. But you go out there, man, you smoke them in district. Got your number in district, pulling away like two people. Boom, got you. Then you come to regional. And then you got one person on mine. It's this guy right here. I already know he's in block three. I'm in block four. I ain't worried about the other ones out there. I'm worried about these two blocks right here, me and him, because I know that we got the two fastest times. We're going to do this. And then I, boom, and I take off and I'm watching him. I'm watching him. I look up. An old boy in six. I get to the end and I went, dude, what you drink before the race? 
Oh, man, I've just been doing some practice and speed. I wasn't worried about him. That's how it happens in life. The things that you don't think is going to overtake you. It's the very thing that will overtake you. Some of us, we have friends that are overtaking us and we don't realize it. Some of us have family that are overtaking us and we don't realize it. We don't realize it until we get to a point to where it's a bad situation. And then we go, crap, man, why didn't I see it? Because he just walked by and dropped a seed. You thought he was coming through like this. Watch me get embarrassed with this door. Oh, I didn't. Y'all expect him to come through like that. Matter of fact, he ain't never stepped foot on your front porch. Because he knows the bathroom window. <laughs> Got a little crack in it for some reason. And he just creeps right on in there. We're always looking for the obvious. It's never the obvious. See, let me, let me help some of you. It's not that he doesn't want yours and his relationship to work out. The point is he wants your worship. And if he can steal it by means of yours and their relationship. Come on, okay. Be truthful, you're in church. The earth would swallow up people. I'm just, I'm just giving you some backdrop. It'd strike them dead. For lying. So listen. Don't lie. Don't put yourself in that situation. How many of you have gotten out of argument with your husband and your wife and you went straight into praise and worship with the Lord? I'm waiting. Oh, if you went straight into praise and worship after an argument with your husband or your whatever, trust me, you wasn't praise and worshiping the Lord. Just trying to help you. How many of you have done it? I'm, I'm waiting because I want to know how you've done it. I just want to know how you did it. But see, what he did is something you wasn't ready for. He broke exactly what he was after by getting you in another world. See, now if he's, want, if he's wanting your relationship, he might come out at a different route. Like work. Ask me how I know. I ain't telling you. Look. 
you have a stressful day at work, man. I don't want to talk to my wife. If I've had a bad day, the last, matter of fact, the last person I want to see when I've had a bad day, I ain't telling no secrets. She'll tell you. Because she used to get on me. That's where a lot of our arguments would come about. It's because I'd walk in the house ticked. Just, man, man I was ready to kill salesmen, ready to kill customers. I, just mad. And I come down, I don't want to talk to her. Back in the day, I'd go straight in, I'd grab me a beer. Uh-oh, Pastor Drink, yep. I went straight in, get me a beer, and I'd go sit down, and I'd just ignore her. I'd go do my thing and sit in silence. I'd get in my nothing box. I'd open it up, get inside of it, pull it closed, and put a padlock with a combination and dynamite on the outside. There's somebody to come in. I wanted in my nothing box. I was going to think about nothing. I was going to do nothing, and I didn't want nothing. And here she comes. What's wrong? What did I do? Every day, I got you. Boy. I'm, everything I've done was for your safety. And you come running up in here in my nothing box. We knew how to destroy our relationship. And then she found another maneuver. I don't know who told her this trick. I walk in the house and she said, okay, just come here and kiss me. I don't care if you had a bad day or not, just kiss me. I give her a kiss, whether I, it didn't matter either. I could kiss her on the forehead, on the cheek, on the lip, didn't matter. Just kiss her and say, okay, if you're not going to talk to me, just say it. I didn't do anything wrong. And I look at her, I said, you ain't do nothing wrong. She said, that's all I needed. And I would go off and she would leave me alone. She wouldn't come to the garage. She wouldn't ask me what I wanted for dinner. She wouldn't ask me if I was ready to eat. She didn't do nothing. She catch me in the garage, she set a plate down. I was good with that. Why? Because it had nothing to do with her. I just needed my time. But the enemy knew. There's certain things you've got to have a different strategy on. And most importantly, just like David, you have to have permission. Women, here's a hard one. Y'all go hate me after this one. Sometimes you don't have permission to talk. Boy, did y'all see that? Every one of them looked at the husbands. Don't you even listen to that. Sometimes you have no permission to talk. Why do you think the SEAL team is so good going in and taking over their enemy? Because a lot of their fights they've done in silence. Debbie learned that one too. Ask she, she would sometimes David's got a phrase. He said, just pick your battles, boy. But my wife, sometimes she just go, nope. Not dealing with it. See, I didn't like arguments anyway. We grew up in a 
an environment full of arguments. I'm still exhausted from them, and this was years ago. Well, of course it is. You're trained to do something. It's hard to break habits. But you don't always have permission. This is the whole, I've told you all of that just to bring you right into here, and I'm going to drop a helicopter this morning because I'm done. I think you've got enough information this morning to keep yourself protected until next Sunday. <laughs> Maybe. Sometimes, brother, we bring it on ourselves, don't we? <laughs> Sometimes we find out that we're sitting on the back porch eating beef jerky and drinking a soda because we brought it on ourselves. She's in there cutting a fillet. <laughs> David's teaching us to inquire of the Lord. Stop being, the, stop being the captain of your own ship. I know that's not, I know that doesn't preach well, and I know it's not the favorite topic out there, but I'm telling you to get away from yourself. I know every other pastor is telling you to find yourself and be yourself and do yourself and please yourself and blah, 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 blah. And I'm telling you, you better revert. The Bible says a man that finds himself loses the one that loses finds it isn't it crazy how the kingdom works the kingdom's all about rewarding <laughs> when's the last time you had permission <laughs> wait a minute when's the last time you asked Boy, didn't God know what he was doing when he put in our little finite minds as parents to make our children ask for permission? See, Megan's going through it with Sadie now. Because Sadie, she just, what's pop-pops is mine. <laughs> I didn't put that on her. Well, maybe. But anyway. I mean, if she sees change laying around, that's Sadie's picky money. And she will tell you at the drop of a hat, piggy money. <laughs> Snatch it up and gone, boy. And she get it right off my dress. She don't care. I don't care if it's $500 right there in change. She going to take it to the piggy. Now we're teaching her, ask permission. Isn't it amazing that we will teach our children to ask for permission? Oh, we grown now, Miss Linda. We got, I haven't been through this. I don't need permission. Right, Mr. Charlie? <laughs> she's sitting close to him. She's, she's got a handful of meat right on the inside of the thigh. And she said, go ahead. Charlie said, no comment. <laughs> 
Wow. See, when, when we seek or inquire of the Lord and the Lord gives us the strategic He said, go find the mulberry tree. Get with the mulberry trees. See, some of, oh, okay. I thought I was going to drop a helicopter. It's about positioning. Debbie will tell you, it's right timing. It's the right place. You know, my wife can come in and just get me alone and catch me at the right moment. And she can say some things to me that otherwise would have just, boy, I'd have choked her. <laughs> but there's just, sometimes she could just, and I'm going, <laughs> and I take it. And she walks away and I go, am I supposed to change something? Did I forget something? It's all about being in position. She would always come to me. Well, this was during the 12 years of hell. I'm going to write a book, 12 years of hell. I'm going to write a book about it. I'll probably never get it on paper. I don't know. We got AI now. I bet you I can write a book now. Anyway, good thought, Sean. Write that down. I'd walk into the house after working 16 hours at a car dealership. Exhausted, tired, mentally, just tired. Because y'all crazy people, y'all try to buy cars, man, y'all wear salespeople out. They there to make living for their family. Pay them a profit. Well, that's my money. That's your problem. It's not your money. All right, I'm back on the service. Boy, y'all hate me. I walk into the house, and the first thing she does, give me that one right there, too. Give me that one right there beside it. I don't think we have enough up here on the row. Okay, there's a couple more. But she come in. Charlie is the Lord my witness. I'm working hard now. I'm trying to make a living for my family and support my children. My children had to wear name brand, like Air Jordans at two years old for whatever the reason. So they can wear them for a week and their feet get fat and they grow out of it. Stupid. I walk into the house and she go just like, like a deck of cards. Late, 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 late. These are the bills that are late. We need to talk about them. And I ain't even got nothing to eat yet. I'm mad from work. And she want to show me a water bill that's late. Show me a turn off notice for the electric. Show me a car note that's behind. Listen, I was struggling. My problem was I had some different priorities. Because my kids' Nikes was more important than the light bill. Well, no, not really. 
That didn't come until after we went through this struggle. But it was the timing. Man, as soon as I walked through the door, no. Then she started getting the bright ideas that the timing was when we're lying in bed and I'm ready to go to sleep. That was the time to talk about bills. I said, woman, I'm getting ready to go to bed. I don't want no nightmares. Leave me alone. I don't need to know. Just leave me alone. Well, when are we going to talk about it? When I'm ready. And I'd roll over. Wouldn't kiss her goodnight or nothing, Miss Linda. I just, isn't that good marriage? That's just beautiful. Just God orchestrated. Just beautiful. And the enemy just working the whole time. And then it got to the point, it was about time. And she learned something. I don't know who taught her this either. She just put the bills on the kitchen table. And wouldn't say nothing about them. And one day I pick it up. Hey, this is late. Yeah, it's been there for a week. Oh, reckon we ought to pay it. How we going to pay it? Mm-hmm. We wasn't serving God at this time. I'm just, I'm trying to help y'all. The enemy will come in and destroy your life if you aren't careful. You need to start inquiring of the Lord before you open your big mouth. I used to tell people sometimes you need to get the spirit of the anointing. The anointing of shut up. Sometimes it's better for us. I know it's hard. So I can look into the eyes of some of y'all. Some of y'all go, I ain't shutting up. He can do what I tell him to do. Like work out in the yard when it's 115. David, how dare you do that? Make her go out there and work 115 degrees. All right, listen, let's do this. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> Just because it might make sense, because it would have made sense for them to go right back into battle. They've been there, but Charlie, they, they beat it. Nothing's changed. It makes sense. But the job offer is so good. It makes sense. Well, she goes to the same church. It makes sense. I mean, she's got the, she come from good stock. He's got, he's got the money in his pocket. I mean, it, this, it makes sense. And we do everything off of it makes sense. And we don't ask God. That person might just be a close connection for the rest of your life. That money might not be meant to be used as one. It might be a, a prosperous business adventure later that he calls you and says hey i need some help you interested 
But no, you want to go and mess it all up for yourself. You want to get in the pockets now. Knowing that y'all don't even talk the same language. One of you speaks Spanish and one of you speak Hungarian. And I, oh, it's just a hoop. I tell him I'm going shopping. He thinks I'm talking about cooking food. It's working perfect. But it made sense. It made sense to go to this job. It made sense to marry this one. It made sense to have a family. It made sense to have another child. It made sense. It made sense. It made sense. And we never once ask God anything. And then we start parenting children like, I don't even know why we had you. Oh, I know. Y'all don't, y'all, y'all never experienced that. Y'all don't think that stuff happens. Why do you think kids are put in microwaves? Oh, that doesn't happen either, right? In America, whatever. I mean, y'all need to get your head out the sand. See, y'all worried about, I can't believe they've got a drop box for babies. You ought to be thankful to God that they've got a drop box for babies. Because if they didn't have a drop box, somebody put them in a dumpster. Y'all don't think that happens. Putting them in ovens, y'all don't think that happens. See, there's things. Man, we're so messed up in our heads. We argue for 35 years, all because it made sense. We got pregnant before we got married, before we had a home, before we had jobs, before we had whatever. And because it made sense, we went ahead and tied it up. Because it made sense. It made everything work out. It made sense because everything now works so smooth. And now you wonder why you're in what you're in. We, 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 do, things, we do things with our jobs, with our lives, with our families, with our church. We'll do things with our church because it makes sense. Pastor, I thought you was over. I'm done. Inquire of the Lord so that he might give you a divine strategy and obey him. Listen. Maybe we should have named this Warrior Wins, but we'll leave it alone. David goes, they get in position, and they listen for the wind of God to blow through the trees. See, it wasn't just a breeze. See, that's what a lot of y'all do. Y'all, y'all ask God, see, Pastor, you're supposed to have been done. I get five. And it, some of you might even inquire of God. God, give me a sign. And I, I've heard this so many times. It just sometimes it sickens me. God, give me a sign. And then there's a yellow bird that flies across it, smashes into your windshield. You go, that's it. What? The dress is on sale. That's it. What? It wasn't just the little breeze. God didn't say, listen for the breeze. He said, listen for the marching. That meant when it come, it was going to be coming 
unmistakable. See, there's just times in your life you know that you know that you know 110% is God. And there's absolutely nothing that anybody can say, do, or think that changed your mind. You know for a fact it was God. My wife being saved, I know for a fact it was God. I know for a fact, me being saved, it was God. Because the sound was rushing. It sounded like marching. And he said, then, I'll go before you. I'm closing right here, promise. This is number five. I'll go before you. A lot of the worries and a lot of the troubles that we have in a repeat fight is because we don't give time for God to go ahead of us. We got to fix it ourselves. My kids running astray, running them up. Now, I ain't saying that this ain't right. Huh? Amen, brother. Preach it. We ain't sparing no rod. Huh? Preach it. Preach that word, boy. Preach that word. Kids might be running them up and getting crazy, acting stupid. We straighten them up, ain't don't we? Don't we, bug? We get them. Light them up. Lift them off their feet. Then they get back in line and everything's all right for a minute. Then that minute goes quick. And then it's rod again. Let him go before you. Don't take on a fight that's not yours. Don't fight a battle the same way this week that you did last week. Their strategy may have changed. You're going to get your butt handed to you and you're going to go back home. Like that little dog running down the street. He got slapped by a cat thinking he can overpower it. And the cat said, Boink. stuck him in the eye with one pump. <laughs> Gone, right? And the cat goes, who got lunch? (laughs) Always inquire. Always position. Always strategize. And always listen. Don't be so quick. Man, there's things, there's decisions in my life I've made this year. That I wish I would have just waited just, if I could have waited maybe one more day, everything could have changed. I don't know. But it seemed right. It felt right. It looked, everything about it 
Preach to yourself, Pastor. I am. Everything about it looked right. It's got to be God. <laughs> His grace is sufficient, though. 